Chris Black. It's Jason Stewart coming live to you from beautiful Los Angeles, California, where it's a little bit overcast. Thank God the sun has been berating us uh, for the last couple of days. Jason, uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling not bad. We got a little bit of an early pod. I'm, I'm sipping a mug of my, a Dean and DeLuca mug of my $80 Onyx coffee mm. that you were nice enough to get for me. I haven't had a chance to really do a yeah a cupping session. Yeah, I know. I I would like to be a part of that session um, when it does uh, come to fruition. Um, Chris, you have a front row seat right now. That's happening. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm. Coffee. <laughs> what are you getting? Some notes of coffee. Mm. You know, it's it said on the package that there's bubble gum as a the fuck. What the fuck? Bubble gum? You got to be more specific. Are we talking? Are we talking big league chew? Are we I'm talking saying. trident double mint? I'm notorious. I've been on record saying that my palate for coffee is is bad. So I'm really the wrong person to ask. I'm I'm only a super taster as it pertains to food, not uh-huh. for not for the bean. I'm only a super taster when it comes to clothes, home furnishings, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, magazine. It, I could go on. I won't. Bore the gay you with stuff. That. You're a yeah. super. You're <laughs> yeah, a super gayster. Yeah, just the gay stuff. I started. Uh, speaking of gay stuff, I started reading Ryan O'Connell's uh, book last oh, night. What's What's it called? Give him a shout out. Uh, Ryan O'Connell's book. You want me to give our friend Ryan O'Connell a shout out? Or are you? just saying that because you don't know the name of the book and you're stalling so you could find it exactly what i'm doing Uh, (laughs) i don't have it right in front of me uh the book is called just by looking at him what a classic i mean that's that's gonna be i mean this is the next call me by your name right i haven't read a single no exactly that is that is the vibe but out of the gate it is just we're talking don't tell me it's salacious no it's it's a little bit salacious but it's uh it's um definitely a page turner i had a few I had an hour to kill last night. I made it through a, a handful of, of chapters. So it turns out O'Connell, he's done it again. He right. He don't miss. He's done it again. Yeah, he's done it again. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be on. He's gonna be on TV a lot promoting uh, his, his his new television show. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a new show, but his appearance on on Queer as Folk. He'll be making the rounds. His book and the show come out at the same time. So we're about to we're about to be inundated with O'Connell. Uh, and you know what? I'm fine with it. How do I hitch my wagon to his trailer? How do I get I, some of the? I mean, because I've known him for so long through you, I feel like mm-hmm. it's time for me to start cashing in some of these chips. I would say that you need to stop skipping glute day, mm-hmm. probably, okay. um, because I think if you had a little more of a bubble butt, maybe you'd get a little more of attention. <clears throat> I don't think, um, you know, there's only... <laughs> I talk about this a lot, you know, with like we have we have two dogs. One of them's getting older and it's kind of like, you know... At a certain point, you know, the aging process is going to happen. You know, you can take all the supplements, take all the Brazilian butt lift. You can do all the hit classes. You can do everything that a person can do to make your ass juicier. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you know. No, I understand that. Low, Jason's lower back just extends all the way down to his knobby little knees. But, you know, that's OK. I don't know if I'm ever going to have a dumper. I don't think you are. But you're luckily you're uh, you have other charming qualities that maybe could work. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, they might not be physical attributes, you know, and <laughs> and we can we can look we can look past that. Maybe look inside. You know what I mean? For some. Yeah. Those. Stuff. What are those shirts that say like. <laughs> I can lose the weight, but you'll be ugly forever. Yeah, yeah, that's your vibe. It's kind of like that, except it's I don't have an option. It's like <laughs> I can lose the weight, but I will have a flat ass forever. But also, you know, the type of the type of ladies that I'm trying to attract in the world. I mean, I'm not trying to attract any ladies now, but well, I'm well. We're not we're not trying to attract ladies at this conversation. We're trying to attract men. That's why I'm suggesting. I don't. Uh, I don't think. I think maybe like on a '90s rom com, women were like, "Damn, look at his ass." You know what I mean? But I don't think that's yeah. Like he's got a cute butt, and, and that was back in the day when women tried to achieve a small butt. That's right. A different time. When when is that going to come back on trend? Because as all cyclical things do, there has to be a time when the small Cameron Diaz butt comes back, and having having a Kim K mm-hmm. ass is mm-hmm. going to be mm, niche niche. At some point, you're saying the wagon will get too heavy and it will be abandoned, uh, and and we'll have yeah. to re- return to a normal size. Chris on his little Oregon trail. Yeah, I got, I got. booty got dysentery. <laughs> Damn, this shit got dysentery. She lost her whole butt. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But Ryan's book is, I think it's out soon. Uh, but yeah, go, go pick it up. But we also, oh yeah, books. We got some, we got big plans tomorrow. I was chatting with, uh, 
snail mail this morning. Oh, really? What's going on, snail? I was just tapping in, lettering her know we'd be at the show and that we need to build. And she said, I want to build the tallest building in the world with you guys. But unfortunately, we have some COVID protocols right now. Oh. So we'll get, you know, we'll get to rock out. Thank God. Are we still going to be able to rock out? I look, I'm not sure. I don't know how you're feeling, but after, after some shintaro what more do you want to do than kind of throw the horns up and bang the old head i'm with that yeah i mean i I think about the covid protocol stuff so much where you're when all it takes is one little thing like a tour is so fucked yeah i know i mean i think that's i think it's mainly look you got to protect the star Lindsay's the star it's the queen bee yeah Lindsay's the star i understand it and and just in some if other the drum techs if yeah. the drum techs <laughs> yeah. gotta go back to indianapolis so be it the drum tech took an uber 45 minutes to go smash a chick he met on bumble and he came he, <laughs> he came back to the bus and he had a little sniffle in a couple days they got it give him his walking papers yeah you're getting replaced chief sorry i can find somebody else to put the heads on you know what i'm saying <laughs> they also also just breaking news harry styles better homes and gardens cover just dropped yeah we didn't need that that's not that's not <laughs> it's, it's not pretty sick it's honestly pretty sick that he's big enough to be like you know what? My album's called Harry's House, so let's get the cover of Better Homes and Gardens going, shot by Tim Walker. We could just get that going, guys. Let me know. I didn't even know Better Homes and Gardens was still happening. It's pretty cool that he did that. I, I think it's I think it's smart. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, the guy doesn't need to appeal to fucking moms any more than he already does. Like he just wakes up and he's already there. And I don't. I mean, what's the circulation of Better Homes and Gardens? That magazine is washed, bro. bro. Every magazine circulation is not super high. It's about everything is about how it looks on Instagram, and it's a cover, so it looks good on Instagram. Give me a master class in marketing optics, Chris. Let's get into it. I mean, we don't have time because we do have a guest today, and you need to learn mm-hmm. so much that it could be this could be a full semester course load for you. Mm, I'm already out. I'll be sleeping in but my you- car. I'll be at. T- <laughs> I'll be at Taco Bell. They have the Mexican pizza came back. I'm all good. I heard that. I heard that they had the Mexican pizza come back. I, I what is? I've actually never had a Mexican pizza because I'm not a disgusting piece of garbage. Uh-huh. But what is it? What uh-huh. is it? Don't say that, Chris. What? Uh, what does it come with? It's just like a tostada shell, flat. Okay. And then, um, you know, you can order it probably in different styles. I would always get it vegetarian, of course, because. Eating meat from Taco Bell is a fool's errand. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. I eat meat now, like any fast food place, it's just like, eh, what's? Uh, give me the vegetarian option. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, really, Jason? Because I was at raising canes with you less than a week ago, and you had a- that's not that's different, bro. I'm talking about that's like, fast casual. Nah, that's like a specialty regional thing. <laughs> okay. Like I'll eat In and Out, I'll eat raising canes. You know, like yeah, okay, but okay like okay. the you know Taco Bell. That's just like. You know, that's like food that they feed animals. You know, it's like bird grade. <laughs> that's feed. right. That's right. But the beans are great, so you can get those. That's yeah. No you get yeah. I mean, it's it's just a crunchy tort, you know, crunchy tostada with some cheese, some beans, some sauce. You know, that's about it. And I used to eat the sh- eat the fuck out of those back before, back when I ate at Taco Bell. Now Taco Bell's disgusting. Yeah, you got too much money for that, Chief. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jason said, "Nah, I can't." I choose sides. I choose Del Taco. We all know that. That's true. Yeah, you can't stop talking about Del Taco, even though they have never paid you a damn red cent. Not yet. You've learned nothing from me. I'm looking for a red and a green cent. That's a little sauce joke for our Del Taco <laughs> listeners out there. You said I take it Christmas style. Is that what you're saying? Christmas. Yeah, there you go. You spent some time in Santa Fe, haven't you? I've spent some time in the beautiful regions. I'm of- kind of, I'm kind of fiending for a Santa Fe trip, bro. I'm fiending hard. Really? Yeah, all this Europe talk, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, bro. But I would love a week in Santa Fe at the Ojo Caliente uh, Natural Baths. I'll talk to my man Devin, see if he knows uh, about the semi-private PJ. We can get over there. Because, you know, Santa Fe, that's what? Hour-long flight over to Albuquerque? Well, I just I just love landing at the Albuquerque. Take the Sprinter. The beautiful Albuquerque Sunport, one of the best airports in the country that we've spoken about on this podcast. What's many the difference times. between an airport and a Sunport? I think this one gets more sun than air. You know, it's a little stuffy in there. It's a little, <laughs> it gets a little stuffy, but, you know. I, you get, I mean, I knew the answer was going to be rudimentary, but I didn't know it was going to be that rudimentary. Very nice. Sometimes, sometimes Jason, you have to you have to think stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, all right, well, so we do have a guest today. You know him by his uh, stage name, Toro E. Moi. Mm-hmm. He has been making beautiful music for quite a long time and, and somehow lived through and made it out successfully of the indie sleaze era. <laughs> you know, uh, his name, his, his real name uh, is Chaz Bear, which I, re- I found out he changed his last name to Bear after getting LASIK surgery because he didn't feel 
like a Budnick anymore. His real last name. Really? I, that I did not know. I'm I'm considering. So I'm going to ask him about it. But I'm considering that for myself. Do I need a name change now? Because of my LASIK? Absolutely. I think you need to go back to your original given name that your your dad was going to give you, Lamar Black. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the I'm gonna Lam Lam um, Lammy. Don't don't do Chloe voice and call me Lammy. Lammy. <laughs> so Chaz is gonna join us. Did today. you cheat on me again, Lammy? <laughs> he has a new. <laughs> do you even play basketball, or do you just travel to fuck bitches? Also, uh, also Chaz, uh, his his house music side project, Lessons. One of my faves. This motherfucker has got hella output. You know what I mean? He's also from the south. He's from Columbia, South Carolina. He's adapted the or adopted uh, the Bay Area, the Yay Area as his home. He's adapted and adopted both things. Uh, his new album Mahal uh, is out April 29th, actually this Friday on uh, on Dead Oceans. Our family over there, check it out on Spotify. Dead Oceans, check it out on Apple Music. Uh, uh, maybe Bandcamp if you're a fucking loser who's lining up for seven <laughs> inches at Record Store Day. Come on, no, I'm kidding. I love vinyl. All right, so let's. Uh, Let's head to the Yay area, give Big Chaz a jingle, and uh, find out what's going on in Tori O.E. Moi world. <laughs> yeah, there's a trend, Chaz, on this podcast where the musical guests who are constantly recording demos and other things like that never are able to record their side of a simple conversation. <laughs> Whereas every two-bit writer in New York has a full <laughs> podcast set up. Yeah, so I would like for you to defend all musicians now and explain why. You, why, <laughs> unless you're unless you're traveling, I would love to hear uh, your excuses. Oh yeah, I, I am traveling. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right, I accept. That's cool. That, that's all. I'm actually, that's, in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, you know, music work. <laughs> are you in Are you in promo ro- promo mode right now, Chess? Are you in the lab with with uh, Rostam or Ariel Rexchlin? <laughs> <laughs> all of you both. Yeah, <laughs> all of he's like. He's like, baby, I come to LA. I do it all. I take the I take the Spirit Air seven a.m. down from SF, mm-hmm. and I'm just it locked in the lab until until they. I gotta let do me a out. Thundercat session at three. <laughs> Kenny Beats wants me to play the roads for two hours and get me way too high. Rick Rubin did not answer my call again this time. <laughs> but we're good. I'm happy to be here. The weather's a little nicer. I know that you you're you're from uh, you're from the south like me yeah i'm from south carolina and i love i'm a big south carolina fan actually really? I think it's an underrated state yeah i mean right i think charles i think charleston's one of the prettiest cities in the world maybe pretty awesome yeah columbia so did you did you have to escape or or were you <laughs> like it's it's just time to go like what was your because that columbia is a little sleepy you know what i'm saying yeah it's a small college town um I didn't have to escape, but I just, I think I just needed a little bit more mm-hmm. stimulation. So yeah, um, headed out west. And you did, and you went straight to the Bay Area or did you bop around a little bit? I, I went straight to the Bay Area, but that was after like a couple of years of like just touring and just sort of seeing what's, mm-hmm. what other cities are, lo- cities are like. Cause I didn't get to really see other cities until tour. So that was around 23 or 23 years old so like i you had to choose so what what was your top what was your top three because i'm saying <laughs> San, san francisco doesn't make my top 20 so i'm yeah. interested in i'm interested in how that how that made your number one and what else was well, on i think the list. i think he's more in oakland which is a lot different right that's yeah. true that's true that's yeah true. it's a little different um but to be fair yeah i went out there my my partner she went, had grad school so we did the grad school thing and then stayed after she finished mm. and I ended up liking it. Great, man. Jason and I both uh, did grad school in New York, so it's kind of, you know, we followed each other to LA as well. I get <laughs> oh, it. Oh, nice. You know. uh, no, that's I get, not I, true. My grad school was in San Francisco doing graffiti and uh, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I unfortunately didn't make it to grad school either, but I, I like that I like that your partner is highly educated. Yeah, um, same. I think that's, that's, a, that's a very attra- <laughs> attractive quality when you're maybe not as highly educated but very successful in your own right at the at Chaz is no slouch he he hits the books right I do the audiobooks <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chess says, says, "Bro, I, you know, I like to lock into the beats and get red too. You know what I mean? It's a little, it's a little different. Uh, but that's smart. Do you, are you a big? Do you devour the audiobooks on the road, or do you do it at home too? Yeah, both at all times. Taking a crap, anything, walking yeah. the dogs, 
It's just great. So, so it's better than a podcast, perhaps. You get to. <laughs> no, is no that shade. what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm not a podcast guy. I don't really have too many. Uh, must be what the must fuck, be Chaz? fucking Come nice, on, bro. Must be nice. Throw me Chaz. a bone, man. Must be- Man, that must be Yo, nice. I, I illegally downloaded your MP3s. The least you could do is play my <laughs> podcast, man. <laughs> I mean, I might start listening. You know? I, I, yeah, I just don't know what's uh, what's out there. I only know about podcasts from like people listening to them on tour. And yeah, like, that, what are you listening to? That makes right. sense. Yeah, and you don't want to listen to the same podcast as your guitar tech. You know what I mean? You got to kind of keep some separation between church and. You state. don't have too much in common with that. Guy. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, or go. I understand what you're saying because I feel like I, I think there's also a a perceived value to an audiobook versus a podcast. You know what I mean? It feels like something different and maybe more worthwhile. Uh, yeah, because you pumping four hours of Rogan, you know, before sound check in Toledo <laughs> isn't going to serve you, you know, quite as well as the Malcolm Gladwell, you know, audio. Yeah, a little bit more nutrition on the road. Yeah, yeah, nutrition, yeah. mental nutrition. Okay, I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah, he's not working out just his body, Jason. He also works out his mind. <laughs> something that you could kind of learn learn from. No, 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 I'm the opposite. I only work out my mind. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. My body's doing pretty bad. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, what is the Chaz, Chaz, if you're so you're yeah. you're exercising your mind on the road. Um, you strike me as I'm just guessing here, but you strike me as a little bit of a foodie. Is that true? Uh, I mean, I want to be a foodie, but I don't know where all the good spots are. But I you got to check out Yelp, man. It rocks. I've got taste. <laughs> <laughs> I've got taste. Literally and li- literally and figuratively. So yeah. so if you're so is is your is your road routine? Are you are you eating pretty healthy? Or are you hitting Chick Fil A drive through? Oh God, like, no. I, somewhere in between. No, my body can't handle that kind of mm-hmm. fast food on the road. It's just too. Uh, you can't take a shit after a day or so so more of a panda express guy <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i'm with it yeah so the chef so the chef keeps everything kind of vegan for you then oh yeah sure yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've noticed uh, it seems that like shitting is a priority for you chaz you've called it out a couple times i can't stop thinking about it it's just i just got done but um it's <laughs> it's my favorite part of the day it's um yeah it really determines if you're gonna have a good day or a bad day i wonder if there's a name for that type of i don't know i mean i guess it's not a it's a behavior or an activity or something like that where you like highly prioritize your movements yeah i know a lot of people who are like that who it's like a big deal for them yeah you know i have a friend of mine who has to take all of his clothes off he has to be nude when he does it and i start i, I feel like guy. you might be a little you might have a little like bit that. of that in you too chess nah, i can keep all this i can keep the clothes on <laughs> <laughs> but I do. <laughs> Chad, Chad, the, the dickies the dickies stay on <laughs> I, I i know people like that that just go full nude for the, the crap and i i mm-hmm. it's not me but i can see why okay, good i mean it's, it's a good thing that you don't have to go full nude especially you know when you're on that southwest flight <laughs> It's tough. That seems complicated. I'm sure the bus is quite spacious, and you definitely have turned the back lounge into your master suite. Uh, but that's still that's still a little bit uncomfortable for everybody. Well, what is the if that's the case? Then it sounds like you're you you are fairly concerned with what you're putting into your body. Then yes, you have to be because uh, it'll affect just you know everything. If your sleep gets messed up, then the whole tour is kind of messed up. So yeah, it, I realize being on the roads, you have to sort of think about it like an athlete on the road there we go yeah you you can't afford to get sick yeah all right so you finish the show uh you, you and the and your bass player kind of head to the strip club you get a bottle of patron <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. you you're out till till bus call at 4 a.m at the ritz um i got ca- yeah. I, ca- I this sounds like a <laughs> just pretty one cool- bottle this time Jazz, <laughs> just, right? just one bottle it sounds it sounds like you are treating <laughs> yeah. yourself like an athlete well what is your what is your supplement intake looking like I got my men's daily, you know, I do a little <laughs> of course. 5 HTP. 5 HTP? Is that when you're off the Molly water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's all good. It's a safe space. No, dude, 5 HTP is great for just uh, just antidepressant. Oh, really? Yes. Get those neurotransmitters linked. That's right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that woo-woo, but I'm down to get woo-woo. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> you don't, yeah, if someone's like, hey, here's a bunch of sh- woo-woo shit, you're like, all right, let's do it. Let's go, yeah, sure. You won't turn your nose up at it. Uh, but yeah, I would love to get to the point where it's just like, you know, we have some sort of like nutritional guru on the road with us, but it's not, it's not that. But mm-hmm. most of us are healthy eaters, and there's only a few people that are like 
going hard on meals every day but they won't be here for the next tour uh, yeah well what's funny is the only thing <laughs> to do is eat on tour like, <laughs> so, you kind of, like that's your one uh, activity for the day of like where are we going where are we gonna yeah that's the only option you really have it's just like well how that's true how, yeah besides yeah. besides Vintage shopping, and I, I heard that you did have um, Maroon 5's yoga instructor with you for this tour, so you're able to kind of get that in, obviously, in every city. But right, yeah. otherwise, it's just it's just like, where's the Whole Foods at, Chief? Pretty much. You're just surviving off Whole Foods. and I wish people, I wish people knew how boring tour was. It, you know, it gets there. Because it really is a snooze. And then every night, luckily, because you're the star, you get rewarded with, you know, rounds of applause and, and admiration from a giant sold out crowd, you know, mm-hmm. but think about your, think about your merch guy, man. He must be going through. I mean, I know they're usually, um, yeah, they're slammed with people the whole night, every night. So, Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. They're, they're very busy because you're about well, your, the merch game is so sick that those guys don't really have a moment to catch their breath. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But also those, they they have the boots on the ground. They get to talk to everyone. Somebody hand them a little doobie or something like that. They're doing just fine. I feel like merch, merch guys or, or gals are low key getting the most digits and maybe the most action on the road. <laughs> they are. They totally are. Yeah. They're like Jason said, they're at one with the people. Yeah. Yeah, those days are over for me. Hanging out, hanging out at, at the, the merch table. I noticed that the bigger the the venue gets, the further you are from the people and the merch. And like, it started off with just playing shows, and then it was just me. You know, I would just go to the merch table, yeah. sell some merch, and then it would be like, oh, go hang out with the merch person, and just sign some stuff. And then it was like, oh, go see people after the show. And then it's like you can't even get to the merch table from where. That's right, baby. You know, whatever whatever room it is, and it's just like, well, I guess. It's just by design. Do you like that though, Chaz? Not necessarily. Chris, like when we've, we've done tours, um, Mm -hmm. well, we've done a tour and we do live shows and I'm kind of like, you know, let's go press the flesh with the people. (laughs) They're nice enough to spend too much money. Ticketmaster took all their shit. You know, the least we could do is go shake a hand, kiss a baby. Right. And Chris is a little more, I need to go straight from the stage to the PJ Uh back to the hotel. (laughs) Uh, if a fan wants to give you a hug or take a photo, you know, he's giving you a, the peace sign reversed like the British. <laughs> no, that's you, not true. Spitting on, a, <laughs> spitting on a paparazzi camera, kicking a dog. You know, <laughs> so where do you land on that spectrum, Chad? Uh, it depends on how big the room is. You know, if it's a room with no green room, then I'm, I'm hanging with the people. But if there's a green room, you know, I might be hanging out. What's the out. last time you played a show that didn't have a green room? Oh, man. One of your corporates? <laughs> Yeah, the Walmart, the Walmart shareholders meeting. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, we got some place where it's just like, where do I hang? <laughs> like, actually, yeah, I, we just threw a pop up at uh, Brain Dead here in L.A. And I, you know, I, there's no real green room or anything. We're just hanging out at their store. So, like, yeah, did you get some creeps coming up to you trying to get you to sign some titties and stuff, or was it pretty normal? <laughs> sign my magic card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, but yeah, I think. My my Toro fans are they're chill. Yeah, your your fans are all chill. Everyone I know who's a Toro stan is just like a nice, well behaved person. <laughs> I would yeah, that's a good point. You've cultivated you've cultivated a you know we cannot relate in that way, but you've cultivated a very nice yeah. And in terms of the the demographic being high levels of cuties and sweeties, yeah. you are really high up there. Oh, appreciate it. <laughs> like every person at a Toro show, I'd be like, hey, can you watch my cat? They'll be like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'll do it for of free. Course. I'll pay you. And, and I'll be able to rest assured that that cat will be loved. Yeah, that's that's a nice that's a nice thing to inspire in people. I, we don't really have that same thing. They could probably also recommend me a great little natural orange. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely a natural wine crowd. Oh, I have a natural orange in the fridge right now. That's my, that's my jam. There we go. I bet. There we I go. bet. I bet. So what's what's up with that part-time, that bar part-time up in San Francisco? Yeah, that's my... Everyone's been talking about it lately. That's like the spot, right? It is. Yeah, it's my friend's bar. Uh, Jeremy Castillo and uh, mm-hmm. AKA DJ Dadbot. Mm-hmm. He's uh, doing it, re- doing it right. So what's the? I'm, I'm, I've heard of this, but I'm not familiar with the, the with the trappings. Is it a natural wine establishment? It's a natural wine bar with a straight up dance club in the back. And you never think wine and clubbing would go, but man, people go for, oh, go for oh, it. Oh, 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 you don't know anything <laughs> about me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, we'll go. Cocaine goes very well with burgundies, <laughs> kind of old, older vines. Stuff. Nice. Cocaine and burgundies. That's a good point, Jason. I think, I, Jason, I think you should pitch a story about kind of the cocaine and wine pairings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, goat cheese, 
anyone compare that with a nice burgundy? We're talking, you know, is the, is it from Bolivia? Is it from <laughs> Colombia? Is it, where is it coming through in Mexico? Yeah. So, but I mean, clubbing and wine it goes together well. But I think that the it, the wine aspect will dictate the genre and BPM of the music. Or am I false about that? Are they playing one forty BPM techno, or is it just like well, yeah breezy shit? No, they're going full club like one thirty. So really? like they're pumping it's it. Interesting. Like I I'm used to you know chilling with wine, not yeah getting down, not taking your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I do think I don't know. There's something uh, maybe it's just this this natural wine movement that's really just no. I I would I would love to give it a try. I'm down. I need to ask a quick yeah. question about this because you know uh, tra- traditionally wine is served in a glass that is slightly more delicate than a cocktail. That's a good question. So I'm wondering is the is the wine poured into kind of a highball or, or a, oh a different sort of glass that doesn't have a stem? Is it like when you and it's probably those pool when you get a wine by the pool and it's in the plastic tumbler. They are doing full wine glasses, like nice wine glasses. Oh, like, that's sick. And <laughs> that's sick. I must have seen you know it's a club, so I must have seen at least like three glasses break that night. And I was talking to Jeremy, I was like. Dude, like, you guys have custom glasses and shit. How many are you? He's like, yeah, we have to buy glasses all the time. So it's yeah. But I, I appreciate. No, I, I think I, I appreciate the commitment to that because that makes it a lot cooler. Yeah, that is a lot cooler. Uh, yeah. But also, you know, I feel like up up in San Francisco, you know, the house music crowd, it can lean a little crunchy, a little Burning Manny. Yeah, a lot of bricks in the club. This could be a barefoot crowd a little bit. So I'm just worried about the broken glass on the floor. I hope everyone's being safe. That's a good point. It's close. There are some. There are a lot of open toes in the bay. You know. <laughs> so that's the, why you moved there, you little freak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he said. He said the Tiva collaboration coming soon. <laughs> have you Have you been to Burning Man, Chaz? Have you ever, ever done? DJ no. Stuff? I just walked around. I haven't mustered up the courage yet, but it's a little intimidating. I'm not that that I'm not there yet. Yeah, I kind of want to. I I, I want to go at some point before I expire or the world ends. But <laughs> it's like when it comes down to doing it, it's just like eh, nah. we went to. I went to my first Coachella on Friday, Chaz. Nice. And I'm 39 years old, <laughs> and um, we just went down for the day and came back late night. Yeah. Uh, because I wanted to see Harold Stylish headline. Nice. And he didn't go on till till a little bit later, but. You know, you're a festival veteran, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, how many Coachellas have you played? Uh, I've played one as Toro and two sort of guest features. Like, actually, this weekend, I guest featured with Flume. Oh, okay. I was Damn, there. okay, big dog. You're <laughs> up there with Flume? <laughs> Damn, Flume brought you out? That's yeah. fire. Flume brought a lot of people out, right? I yeah, think. he brought a nice posse out. Who else was in this? Who else was in Flume's girl gang? I think o- OK Lou, Polacek has a song. I forgot who else. Yeah, Polacek chilling like we were all all the guests for flume were just chilling in the same trailer so like it was damon albarn me caroline oh wow vince staples and i was just like what the hell this is so insane so you got a song with damon coming then did no. you do your thing or what what was the vibe oh no i mean I, we just chatted but like it was inspiring honestly like it, it's so sick to just meet uh older artists who've been in the game for a long time and still are killing it i mean i don't like gorillas really but it's very impressive like the whole thing is impressive his being relevant for 40 years is very tough to do that yeah and also i mean gorillas i'm not the biggest gorilla fan gorillas fan but like i think they're not bad i I respect them more of a blur guy right it's good yeah yeah. yeah. um i can see why people like it that's the it's cute for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. the gorillas are cute for you yeah yeah well i like um how they just did the animation thing you know it's you mean how they invented nfts yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty yeah it's pretty cool how they did invent nfts i didn't so what what is where did flume where was the which tent were you in uh we, we man we were on the main stage oh yeah oh shit i'm sorry i didn't mean to i didn't mean to allow you to stunt on me like that all right so okay chad did you get to build with uh brazil's anita with two t's another main stage act oh i didn't meet them no have you have you witnessed her live performance? I, I'm not familiar with that artist. No, I'll say give it a shot, Chaz. Okay, the things that she can do with her rear end, something special. Mm, check it out. Great stage presence. Yeah, check it out. It's like it's like kind of like ballet funk kind of vibe. It's good. Okay. What did you get to see? Sorry, I was gonna say Megan Thee Stallion. I watched mm. a few songs of hers. That was uh, awesome. Speaking of ass, <laughs> you also <laughs> you got to see Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, like that's that reminds me. <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing that we've been talking about since we've been there is kind of like, you know, everyone has been away from concerts for the last couple of years, obviously. 
And I think there's sort of a return for the appreciation of just like the showmanship or show personship of a live concert of just like, you know, even if I don't like this artist that much, like, you know, like you and I are probably don't listen to Megan the Stallion every day. But if you get a chance to see the show and the full production and the lights and the dancers, you're like, sure, this is really cool. For sure. Yeah. I experienced that for the first time since I was probably a teenager. It's interesting. You know, like you can only assume that most people there are in that same mindset. Like a lot of people have probably seen Megan the Stallion for the first time, too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really cool to just see like professional pop acts do their thing because it's a different type of art form when there's like all of this infrastructure behind a certain artist. It's just like a different, it's like a whole other energy. There's so many more moving pieces and so much more riding on it. And so much more like, like perfection is kind of the only option on that level. Yeah. The respect is cool to see. You just get, you just gain so much respect for them as artists. Does it make you feel like a lazy ass for your little shows when you watch something? <laughs> oh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, damn, I don't, damn, I should start tuning my guitar in between songs. It probably makes it sound good. <laughs> damn, hold on. You're saying you got multiple guitars and somebody brings it to you and it's a different tuning? This is crazy, dude. Well, I mean, I, I, everyone has a different style. Like we saw like Phoebe Bridgers and she kind of does some more like quieter kind of ballad and slow emo vibes and in between songs she's just kind of like hey mm-hmm. and I, you know which is kind of like the antithesis of showmanship stereotypically speaking but that works for her crowd and her demographic so i'm sure you're kind of in somewhere in that same boat or somewhere in the middle where you're not just like yeah what the fuck is up denver <laughs> and you're more of like hey guys what's up i'm a little cutie we're gonna have a fun cute time it's gonna be sick yeah i uh i keep it low on the stage banter i feel like mm-hmm. i just should just be quiet and just play some songs <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i don't know i think you got the banter in you <laughs> But nothing worse than too much banter, you know? I We saw Spiritualized twice last week, and he doesn't say a single word. Yeah. And I got to say, I loved it. I, I was like, this is kind of, this guy's not trying to be clever. He doesn't think he's fucking Mark Marin. Like, he's just kind of like. <laughs> it almost feels transactional. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a prostitute. You know what I mean? It's like a, it felt, that's, it felt very transactional. Mm-hmm. They know when, to, when they know when it's time to leave. I, I don't think most, I think if you're like a quote unquote legend, you can do that and people will be okay with it. But if you're not, people get upset if you don't acknowledge them. Yeah. I, as long as you're not a dick, you know, <laughs> but just, I think, you know, even though I don't talk as much, I smile, wave, give high fives and <laughs> whatever i I try to i do i am able to i am able to smile actually you do a lot of great non-verbal communication is what you're saying exactly bright colors things like that oh for tori moi we don't need the sign language guy he's kind of got that covered somehow he could do it while he plays it's all good uh mm-hmm. then now when you do something like that and you get all hyped up and you go out there and there's like a shitload of people mm-hmm. are you a little bit like damn bro i only get i only got to do one song like i'm do you ever change clothes for that like what is the you know what i mean <laughs> right it's, a weird, it's so no, weird dude, I, yeah I, I felt all those things like i it was short and sweet and i was like it was seriously like the biggest crowd i've ever performed in front of like yeah, that's what i was just gonna ask and it was for two and a half minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like damn this is pretty sick bro can we maybe do a few more like what do you what there's two and a half minutes and most of those two and a half minutes were a sick drops and less of you harmonizing i'm assuming <laughs> I, I mean it was like fifty thousand people it was like a scary ocean of people like i i it caught me off guard yeah that's a that's a lot of fucking people i mean that's that's pretty intimidating what do you what do you do to come down after that high oh man i don't know just smoke a joint or something or do you just never come down well honestly like it's funny my friend actually videotaped the whole thing but i literally just walked off the stage into the crowd and just like started watching the show oh sick yeah yeah i like that that's very cool so yeah it was cool it was very humbling to just like get off the stage and be in the audience and like we immediately just like yeah like everyone's wearing dust covers and masks in any ways so like no one no one bothered me but i think that's the cool part about coachella it's so big that 
even the artists can roam around without feeling like mm-hmm. you know you're gonna get bombarded or something but obviously if you're a podcaster you kind of get bombarded <laughs> you can't really go out into the ga area it kind of yeah we went we were watching harry even in the large artist section it was kind of tough for us to get a moment to ourselves um <laughs> even over the music but luckily i did we had secure we had security with us because we kind of knew this was going to happen so well, speaking of flu may and sick ass edm drops do you have any plans of making any more kind of irreverent 24 Teen house music with right. uh, with less less because uh, that was that was some of my favorite shit. I used to play. I used to DJ that shit all the time. I love it. Still do. Nice. Yeah, man. It's still. Yeah, I got some stuff in the in the chamber. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. He got the MPC out. He's ready to cook. It's ready. I just gotta you know finish wrap some things up and. I think I might have something. Cross some T's, dot some I's. You want send me some demos? I'll take a look at them. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Jason's looking to do a classic them jeans drum edit of some of your new stuff. So if you, you know, I, I know you probably have a remix package coming with like actual, you know, celebrity DJs and stuff. That would be a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Jason's you know, beasting in the underground, as he likes to say. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> trying to stay away from remixing this album because it's so rock. And like, I never was a fan of like remixes that weren't electronic to begin with. I just like, I don't know. This is weird. I don't know what it is. No, that makes sense. So, so you're, so you're talking about the new Toro Imoa record because it's so rocky. You feel like it's not, it's, it's not going to work out for a a DJ. You don't want to hear the the Justice Franz Ferdinand (laughs) style remix of this, of this album. I mean, mean, the, the Soul Wax version of, team impala i mean i feel like something like that could work out right yeah i mean that would work great <laughs> <laughs> i'll get soul wax on the horn who, who do you yep. have for a and r fire them <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing their job sweetie so you just think you just think it's a little bit of a stretch when it's like a full-on rock album yeah especially if the drums aren't like electronic to begin with it's like i don't know if i needed this like it, it feels like hearing uh like a remix of it's, it feels like someone's sampling the song Mm. or something you know like if you hear like right. someone sampling i don't know elvis presley and there's like this like break beat behind it and you're like it's like for a las vegas ad or something i don't know <laughs> you're like why just why yeah every album has that one song that i always feel like is dying for a dance music remix well jason's a big z trip guy so that's kind of no, why don't he's do that un- chris yeah, yeah. he's, he's kind of <laughs> like that. he's hearing a led zeppelin style song with a break beat behind it i don't know that's if- the only dj that chris knows so he keeps <laughs> referencing it. if you want to know how old he is <laughs> yeah that's right that's right i'm sorry yeah africa bambata and z trip are kind of where my head goes well speak speaking of the music biz Chaz, on this podcast a lot of times we do a thing called sync talk where we kind of talk about okay um not sinks that water comes out of but uh licensing deals commercial song placements things like that nice uh it can either be a amazing story or a horror story of like you know i was gonna get five hundred thousand dollars for this kfc commercial but (laughs) my drummer fucked it up or whatever it might be or like, yeah, I just made a huge bag off of this Wheaties spot or whatever it is. And then, you know, also since you're a, a Silicon Valley based uh, artist, you know, any of the, you know, Slack team building after a party at the rock climbing wall, something like that, where you just <laughs> sure. made that nice little rock climbing bag, you know, whatever it could be. Yeah, you know, I'm always down at the touchstone. <laughs> um yeah and we need to have uh kind of the dollar amounts and things like that as well please. <laughs> yeah which basically we're asking how did you get your your 2024 porsche like how did you pay how did you pay for it and if you don't want to brag talk about uh one of your recent failures <laughs> you want to kind of keep it modest yeah i have i've never really given this any kind of thought because like I'm, <laughs> I'm always just like well, as long as it happens, that's good. So you always just say yes to every... No, there's a dollar amount, I think, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, enticing. But you, you got to think about just who's who's using who, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there, there are some cool points and cachet involved. And so sometimes people tend to lowball you. So you're just kind of like, I don't know, actually. Maybe I shouldn't do this stevia commercial stevia commercial <laughs> uh, yeah it's the most random shit you get like i did something for thorn vitamins or something like that like thorn vitamins okay is it like some startup shit i think they're a common 
Multivitamin. <laughs> I, mean, you, you, I thought they're you, you, you said merely you take men's daily. It's thorn with an e at the end. So they came. They come to you and they're and they're like, "What did they want? A song that you expect them to want? Or are they like digging in the crates?" Oh no, yeah, they're just going through the archives, kind of, and just like, "Can we use this song?" And, and you're like, mm, "Depends." <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I remember they paid nice. It was cool. It was actually like uh, you felt you felt good about that transaction. Yeah. Shout out to Thorn. Promo code Chaz at checkout twenty percent off. Yeah. uh i'm trying to think what else there is i think someone just saw a commercial with a song on there it was on tv i I can't even got so many things Um, can't even keep up with them yeah this guy honestly (laughs) i feel like you know that photo of of diddy who's sitting courtside and he's he's counting all of his money and then he spots a one (laughs) dollar bill in his in his wad and he's shocked he's like what the fuck is this You're like, damn! I, I did that commercial. Chaz. Damn, where's that? Where's that check at? <laughs> you call your manager right after you go. Funny, like, bro, don't we remember that Nissan? <laughs> Shit, we. Did. I know what it is. I just found it. It's in my text. It was a hotels.com commercial, oh, which is so nice. random, right? Nice, nice, nice. No, so it's I like stuff that. like that. You just like there's sinks everywhere. It's not always movies and whatever. So, and you've never been? Have you ever been asked to create? music for something from scratch yeah usually that stuff's for free like on spec or like they'll pay you and not use it demo fee yeah that's my favorite i love getting paid but that's the kind of shit that you probably don't really do anymore now that you are financially able to not have to do that shit or do you still do it i do i just end up using the songs for something else if they don't oh that's what i call sustainability yeah that's yeah yeah. (laughs) no greenwashing over here no no yeah everything is good over here i mean i feel like you you're a guy who has a lot of uh songs on hard drives you know what i mean you got a lot of music Mm. in the the can you strike me as a demo god yeah i think two-thirds of my stuff comes out i try to like yeah i try to finish all the demos What's sad I noticed ever since like working on a computer and stuff is like the demos, I don't save as, I just keep saving the session. So like the demos eventually just turn to the final session. Oh, I see. I kind of miss, I kind of miss just demos and just not refining a four track cassette, but you just start a new one and do it better. Ableton makes it too easy. You can't not, you know? Yeah. Well, actually I'm a reason guy, which is shocking. Mm. Jason, you said you're a reason guy. Do you have any slander for? Do you have any slander for this, Jason? It feels like you do. (laughs) Let me pick my job off the floor. (laughs) I didn't know we got burial on the Zoom. (laughs) Can you explain to to a layman like myself uh, the difference between Reason and Ableton, and why someone of your stature seems to be using like the off brand? Yeah, well, Reason's a little older. Okay, it it was kind of like the proto Ableton in a lot of ways. It was, yeah, it was in between Fruity Loop and cubase and then it was before before ableton so i don't know it's it's for those who are like hardware minded and like used to patching wires and using an actual mixing console oh i see so you're basically saying this is for people who know what they're doing more and ableton <laughs> is for broke boys like jason no no you could buy you i mean back in the day you could buy reason at like best buy it was kind of it was definitely a consumer product but it had pr- the professional capabilities where you can go in and plug shit in yeah i would just say if you're used to hardware reason's more intuitive because you can literally press tab and it flips the the interface back over and you just see a bunch of wires mm. so like if you want to patch something strange or sidechain something weird you can do that ableton it's kind of more just like a you can also hit tab to toggle between on ableton chat you know not to i don't know that i don't want to split hairs <laughs> uh, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the fun wire you know the physically going in and moving the the digital wires around it's more of just like track view and like right view kind okay of thing. yeah it's uh i love the, the sounds people are getting out of ableton so you still use reason for everything yeah i i swear by it that's how i know you've been in the game for a minute you know what i'm saying <laughs> i i but i kind of i kind of get that because it's like bro if this works for me i don't want to relearn mm-hmm. some shit at 35 when i kind of got my program dialed but do you do you take do you bounce out of there and then finish in pro tools or anything like that or have an engineer really? going and or are you but yeah i i bounce stuff out usually for for mixing um and then my guy pat jones he usually like mixes stuff uh he actually uses cubase shout out to pat shout out to pat jones what the fuck yeah dude turns out no one's using 
Ableton. <laughs> so you're making the music on Reason, mixing in Cubase. I feel like I'm in 2003 all have, over again. Do you have bro. an Alienware PC you do all this on? Or is this at least, is this at least on a Mac? Like, what oh are we doing here, dude? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you wearing a Nautica t-shirt while you're doing this? Yeah. yeah, I'm wearing Fat Farm as well. Yeah. You're wearing Fat Farm. This is some Honda Civic activities. You know that, Chaz? Yeah. Do you exclusively play the John Mayer signature Paul Reed Smith, or do you use kind of a cooler guitar? Yeah, I prefer the Trey Anastasio. So. Okay, yeah, that's that's smart. That's smart. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I, 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 you know, I didn't know. I think that minimal gear. I feel like the gearhead stuff can get just too complicated. I don't know. It seems it seems overwhelming to me when I see people with like rooms and rooms full of stuff to use. Uh, well, you know, studios. I realize once you get to a certain level of whatever pro musician, other people are inviting you to studios and you're doing most of the work in there. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do too much to your home studio or your setup because um, most of the time you'll be just working in a pro studio eventually or hopefully. Mm -hmm. So I, once I, I realized like, okay, well, maybe I, need to, I don't need to get all this shit to record drums because like it's really just quicker for me to just go to the studio and just do it with a pro who knows what they're doing. Sure. So I've sort of, yeah, learned to just take a step back and just save myself the time and energy of setting up, you know, just crap. And if you, you worked hard to, to have the privilege to yeah. be able to use these amazing studios. So why not just use <laughs> <Yeah>. them? <laughs> Chaz, let's, let's talk, speaking of keeping a beat and rhythm, let's talk the differences between touring as a DJ, touring as a live band. What are, the, what are the pros and cons there for you? Well, touring as a DJ... Um, Aside from getting to keep all the money and not doing any of the work? Right. <laughs> um, you, get to, uh, you get pampered a lot more, honestly. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I guess there's, there's less overhead for the promoters and whatnot, so they take you to dinners and stuff. But, um, Those dinners suck, though. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Unless you like hanging out with club promoters. Well, I guess it depends on where you're playing, of course. Totally, totally. Um, no shade to promoters. I, I, I appreciate those dinners but like yeah it's i'll shade them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey i'm a promoter i can do it nothing better than getting picked up at the airport and someone's you know baby mama mercedes and going to a sushi dinner <laughs> where they offer you drugs that you're not that interested in doing but you're considering because you don't want to hang out with them anymore that's the vibe that jason's always described to me you're like do i seem like an ultra lounge kind of guy <laughs> <laughs> I guess the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. I mean, but touring with a band at this point, you got all the help and shit. So you kind of, you rock out on the stage, you do your sound check, and then you play, and then you get back in the bus and you're off. It's not, you know, you're not lugging the, the Ampeg down six flights. And I mean, even actually these days, we're, we're, we've, for Toro, the band, we've gone completely ampless. What? DI? Yeah, I was inspired. I saw um, King Crimson play like five years ago. Okay. Sick. And these old dudes were like being progressive and not, you know, they weren't using amps. And I was like, holy shit, this is genius. It was before even seeing, you know, a contemporary band like they just didn't even have dummy amps. They were just straight DI. Oh, I love a, I love a beautiful wall of orange dummy cabs. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. That's kind of, I'm working on an installation like that for my house, but my girlfriend doesn't really get it. I don't know what the, you know, she's, she's kind of pushing back a little bit, but the, you're saying to me that you, you travel, you, you, Ampless, and this is is this a trend that I haven't picked up on? It's a trend that I'm trying to start. <laughs> okay, I understand. So you're so Chaz is at the forefront of the Ampless movement. You're the godfather of direct in boxes. No, no, King Crimson is. <laughs> King Crimson is okay. This is your Phil Spector wall of sound. This is your contribution to the to the history of music is Ampless performances. I, I mean, King Crimson. I'm telling you, they they gave me the idea, so I'm carrying the tradition. Look, I'm, nobody listening to this knows who King, King Crimson is, so. Yeah, the, the, the here, three buddy. the three of us the three of us know who King Crimson is, and maybe maybe five to ten listeners in the over fifty age bracket that we touch on. But I, I and I respect them; and I think they're great. But I think you could kind of be the face of this thing because you're a little younger and hotter. You know what I mean? Word, I'll take it. They they lit the fire. You can throw some gas on it, Chas. For sure, yeah, man. We do marketing kind of over here, so I'm just thinking about it kind of that way. You know what I mean? This could be a thing for you. Who's your DI sponsor? You don't have one? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out radio. Shout out radio. Give me those things, man. <laughs> so, uh, so Chaz, what are you doing in LA right now outside of um, being in the lab and laying down laying down some heat? You going to Squirrel? What's going on? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. But uh, yeah, I what did I have? Oh, yeah, I went to Sugarfish. Had to. 
My friend sugar took fish. Me out to I had to. Okay, he said okay. I had to tap in at Sugar Fish. I had to pull up. He was sugar hitting. Fish, he was hitting Stone Island for some new summer ballistic <laughs> nylon summer shorts, and he just went next door. Yeah, Jazz, let's get a little Nobu going next time. I think you're above yeah, the A grade for Sugar yeah. Fish. <laughs> who's on, your bro? manager, Chaz? And why aren't they taking you to Nobu? You're, are you not managed by Irving Azoff? Like, what's going on? Damn, that's where the help eats. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I know. Uh, I, look, Nick Nick Daryl's making money, bro. He could take your ass to Nobu. Like, I know his ass is making money. Yeah, if you need any dinner racks, if you need me to make a res, just let me know. Yeah, I got you, bro. Uh, I got, I got. I, I'm, 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 I'm proud of my team. They're, they're all got some great taste, great taste in food and clothes. Mm-hmm. It's rare. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, back when I was when I was working in the music business, the the A and R guy that we dealt with lived in New Jersey and rode a Harley and had like <laughs> two kids at hockey camp. You know what I mean? I'm like, this guy, this guy's telling me what's cool. But right. This guy, yeah. <laughs> this guy had the purse strings. Nowadays, over at the Dead Oceans family, the secretly fan, you know, they got they got cool guys over there. And it's nice. It's comforting. You're like, okay, this is like a universal language that we're all no, I, catching I, on to. No, it's very cool. I think it like I think it makes things a lot more collaborative as well when there's like an actual understanding. It's like these guys. I guess, yeah, I guess there's kind of been a turning of the tide over the last few years because yeah, I mean, it used to be like everyone who was an agent or a manager seem to be more interested in like college football than music. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. And I think that's kind of changed a little bit. Totally. You have you have your own label too though, right? Yeah, I have a, a little indie label that I just sort of release music that I've yeah, pretty much only stuff that I sort That's of cool though. So all the ambient stuff that no one else wants to release, you got that ready to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I've start, I started my own imprint. It's kind of focused, you know what I mean? <laughs> all the ambient, you know, I love ambient music so much, but you know, we do it for the love, not for the not for the check usually. Exactly. Yeah, just got to it's for the the cathartic process of it all you have to show people your range i will say it's it's very impressive the amount of output you have over the years and and how much you know variation there is in it and it and it succeeds um i think that's pretty difficult to do it's it's very cool and i mean i think that i joked in the intro that you survived indie sleaze you know what i mean because ain't no one checking for neon indian you know what i'm saying it's 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 (laughs) been a it's a it's a different time and you 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 made it you made it out the slums neon indians on my next record he played it did a synth solo (laughs) yeah a feature yeah because that's because you're like damn i made it i gotta throw this guy a bone that's a different you know what i mean are you are you on (laughs) neon indians next record though (laughs) yeah that's exactly no not yet (laughs) not yet there ain't gonna be no record (laughs) not yet is good but i mean i mean what is the so are you the album the new album comes out this week and then are you you're hitting the you're hitting the road yeah Starting off, kicking off in uh, Cincinnati. Oh, I love okay. a nice little, a nice little warm up. We'll hit Cincinnati. We'll hit Cleveland. You know, then we'll make it. Yeah. We'll make it to L.A. by you know 2023. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, baby. Who's coming on the road with you? Anybody we know? I mean, we're supporting Krongbin. Shit, really? And then who's the other person? There's somebody else I knew that you were there's a third on tour with as well. I don't know. I don't know. It's just us two. <laughs> Let me do. Well, there was. I was looking at your um, your tour dates. Oh, there we are having. Uh, Uffy and oh yeah, Uffy. That's right. Speaking of indie sleeves, yeah, Uffy's. And you, you did a song for Uffy, right? Yeah, I produced her next record actually for Company. Like the whole thing, the whole thing, all ten oh, songs. Oh, Chaz so. said, Chaz said, I'm Timberland, and this is Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's let's get in the lab. I, that's that's uh, wow. Okay, Pharrell. I didn't know you had it like that. Yeah, Uff, Uffy's the old homie we used to play together all the time. I, she's the queen. She's the queen of all all of this this blog house stuff. So she's been popping the Glock for decades at this point. I, I believe in her so much. You knew her from back in the day, right? Oh yeah, I was. You know, I was wearing all the CMYK clothing. <laughs> Yeah, dude. It was <laughs> Bro, we know. I but look, look <laughs> yeah. I've seen your ass in the fader. Okay. Yeah. I know what the looks are. Yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, what a, it was an era, man. It was like the internet was a wild west still. I mean the internet was a wild west, but it's also like I looked like an idiot during that time, but I wasn't famous. So there's there is some documentation, of course, but not a lot of documentation. I feel like we've got because Jason did a party here in L.A. at Cinespace Tuesdays with Stevie Oki and, and Cobra Snake. So the amount of pictures nice. of Jason looking like something an idiot funny about that, Chess, <laughs> is is hilarious. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that you have you have some some uh, photos that maybe you, yeah, you would do like. Do we to. have any any shutter shade photos? There's something out there. <laughs> I was definitely stalking last night's party. You know, looking for some little baddies. Yeah, I was yeah. Just the, like, the shutter shades are the ultimate. <laughs> 
it test. Jason claims to not have a picture of himself in shutter shades. I'm I'm I maintain that it exists. Unless unless Kanye to the put them on my face himself, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be spotted with the shutter shades. No, yeah, uh, I skipped the shutter sure. shades. But also speaking of speaking of the Bay Area, that kind of blog house indie sleaze movement coincided with the hyphy movement. So how much were you a part of that? Oh. Because I was pretty heavily invested in the in the hyphy movement myself. Oh, I mean, I don't know if I was too close to that that movement. Uh, mm. I I moved to the Bay right when that was kicking off. Like I remember like I am Sue was really popping off and um Keek Da Sneak. Gas pedal. Who did that song? Miss Tough Ab. Oh yeah, gas pedal. Okay, okay. I got All it. that stuff. Yeah. Two, I was so I moved to the Bay in two thousand eleven. Right. So it was a little past the the prime zone. Well, I feel like it's still going as well. I was gonna say it's like it's kinda in in the Bay it's it's like kinda nonstop. San Francisco, like, you look for me, San Francisco's greatest band of all time is girls. <laughs> and I'm just wishing yeah. that, that I I'm wishing that they could that that he could get it together and make a comeback and and put an album out on on company. I I just oh wow. I mean I just think that that I, I talk about it all the time and everyone that was around for that era is like yeah, this, was this was it like this shit was too good. It was kind of like it was just a little. It was different enough, but kind of timeless. But you know, drugs are scary, man. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, totally. sometimes I mean, you win, sometimes you lose. That was an interesting era. I think it's mostly just because like we didn't have. Instagram wasn't what it was now, like this like creative aggregator, you know, sort of like resume portfolio. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a portfolio thing now. So or a mood board. Yeah, back then I think it was more of like a I don't think artists were even using it that way. Like no one was just I don't know what they were posting. No, we were just posting photos of like our tacos and saying for the win. Yeah, I think it was just food. I was gonna say I think it's just like food. <laughs> In and out for the win. Not maybe. The t- like no one was even trying to post <laughs> screenshots or anything. <laughs> like it's crazy. We talk about this a lot, but it's the ugliest time period that we've lived through mm-hmm. so far, like aesthetically just displeasing. Right. So I think for it to be rehashed, it, it's mostly by like the, the three of us lived through it at, at, in different ways and, and at different stages, but we have lives now. So we're kind of like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. But there's a lot of people where that was their peak. Yeah. You know, sure, yeah. like mm-hmm. Na- mm-hmm. now they, now they, you know, kind of do some electrical work out in the suburbs, <laughs> uh, you know, things, things. Things didn't really pan out, so that's like the that's like the number one height of their existence. So they want to reblog photos where they were still hot, even though they were dressed badly. <laughs> and I think that's what's driving this. I think that's what's truly driving the movement. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it, and a big reason why I'm not is because that's when I was fat, so I don't <laughs> do that. And also, you know, we all dressed so badly back then. It's kind of like yeah. Some awful, awful choices. <laughs> Just like I remember those those hats on the, that you could buy on the side of the street in New York City that were kind of like eighties looking, with like all the colors, triangles. Yes, yes, of course. That vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, man, it's it's okay. It's it's you you've lived. <laughs> it's okay. A lot of life, Chaz. It gets better. It gets better, Chaz. Okay. If you ever need anything, you know who to call. How long gone is here to kind of counsel you through it. That HTP5C is good. I, I don't know if you've heard of Wellbutrin, but you could try that as well. It's a little stronger. Nice. It's a, <laughs> it's a little it's a little stronger. Jason snorts his sometimes, but I've told him that's a little too far. Uh, so he's kind of listening. He's got to calm down a little bit now. But um, but Chaz, I don't think you need any fashion helps or tips, right? I feel, no, I think, no, I think you're you've good. You've got that on, on lockdown. I feel okay. Yeah, I feel like I got a good sense of what's going on and what who I am. Like I feel like that's when it gets crazy is like when you're like dressing way outside your comfort zone like if you're uncomfortable and you're like putting something on and you're like do i look stupid right now Mm -hmm. you should probably take it off yeah you strike me as always somebody who's looking pretty comfortable like your (laughs) clothes are comfortable you're you're comfortable in your skin totally it's a it's an it's admirable yeah i mean i always feel that way i don't care if i how good i look if it's uncomfortable i don't i don't want to be wearing it i'm not going to enjoy myself I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a gas face on my face. Yeah, not to use another hyphy movement. <laughs> yeah, Jason's just addicted to the hyphy. You know, I don't want to be walking around Fashion Week with my thizzle face happening and everyone <laughs> be like, "Yeah, it's a great suit, but at what cost?" You know what I mean? Yeah, right. you're paying the price, not the thizzle face. Uh, Chaz, we really appreciate you joining us. Down, how long gone? Uh, the new album is out. Uh, 
Mahal, M-M-A-H-A-L, correct? Correct. Is that a Tagalog word? Yeah, it's Tagalog for I love you, It's or for love. So the, the phrase, okay. I love you, is Mahal Kita. Love it. The record is a psych rock album, so love is a big theme, and... It's a, it's a, it's a, a new perspective on love, Great. if you will. No pun intended. Uh, I'm opening my third eye right now, and I love to get, I love to get psyched with it, Chaz. Uh, we will, um, we'll see you in LA. We'll, we'll make sure to come to the show, and we'll build. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, man, look, Let's enjoy, build, enjoy your time in LA. Uh, try to get Nick to take you to Nobu. Yeah, I will. Let's get our sushi upgraded. Okay. <laughs> I'm down. We appreciate you, and uh, and um, we'll check out the record on Friday. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Chaz. Later, bro. Have a good one. Peace.